Well, it's a cold, it's the 10th of May, and it's very cold. Well, in comparison to yesterday, anyway. Um, it's probably, I don't know, feels like about 5 degrees. Uh, quite a big wind chill, and uh, I'm out walking in the back garden. It's Sunday. Oh, the radio's playing, I better turn that off. So I'm out with Flurry on my back and um, I'm going to try to do a few jobs this afternoon. Um, been a slow day in the garden because of the weather. And I don't know, because it's Sunday and sometimes you need to rest. Okay, first job of the day is a nice one. I'm wrapping up some of my lettuce to give to an agent because there's way too much of it and I need to clear up the, the greenhouse um, to make way for the tomato plants that are now ready to, the seedlings are ready to be planted out. Uh, so this, these uh, lettuce are little gem, so they're costs and um, I grew them from seeds and they flew up um, in the, the glass house with the heat and I've been watering them about once a day and I planted way too many I think I've got 30 inside at the moment and I just need to get rid of them because I need to get these tomatoes in as soon as possible otherwise um, we'll just miss the season so um, yeah so that's what I'm doing first and uh, next job is um, got a big bag of mulch in about um, half a cubic meter of mulch uh, about a week ago and I need to move it into the back. Um, so I'm a big believer in mulch, uh, great for keeping the moisture in the soil. Um, it, uh, it also keeps the weeds down. It uh, seems to uh, heat up the soil a bit in the, in the winter, in the colder months. And um, when it breaks down, it um, it improves the the the, the um, what do you call it like the texture of the soil. Um, you know, it introduces more organic matter into it, so it sort of breaks it up, makes uh, allows air to move through the soil. It's very important. So yeah, so I'm going to bring that down here. I've created a little bin for the the mulch, and um, as I need it, I'll then be able to. Just go to my bin and take a wheelbarrow and um, yeah, so um, yeah, big believer in mulch. Chris, the funny thing, quite unique thing about this pandemic is that um, when you're giving out, uh, when, when you're doing what I just did, which was to pick a few lettuce and to give them to your neighbours. Uh, in your mind, you're thinking, oh, I wonder will they feel somehow threatened by this? Is this like almost like an aggressive act? Um, <laughs> and what will they do with the lettuce? Will they have to boil it uh, before consuming it, you know? So it's strange. The COVID-19 has, has turned us all into, um, well, we're a lot more paranoid now. Um, and I guess that's that's quite sad and hopefully that'll change 
Right, I'm a bit lighter now. Sorry's off the back, she's in having her tea. Um, so, uh, so I spread a bit of that mulch in between the, the raised beds and um, I did that the last time a couple of years ago and to be honest, did a pretty good job. Um, I probably put down about an inch then and I've done the same now. Kept down the weeds pretty well. I mean, when you're walking between the, the raised beds, tamp it down it's amazing how how firm that ground gets from walking on it and it really shows the value of raised beds that you're not walking on it so the ground um you're not getting rid of that air in the ground you know and so what will i do now i think i'm gonna hold on to the rest of that i could use the mulch and uh, the, the bark somewhere else but um I think I'll just put it in the bin and, and uh, move on to something else. I'm back in the shed um, and I've just finished one of the more not very pleasant jobs in the garden, picking up uh, Lenny, our dog, our miniature schnauzer's shit. Um, so I put it into a bag in the, in the shed and wait until it fills up. And today's the day that I have to empty it. So, lucky me. You know, when I'm out here in the garden, I hear a lot of birds, and uh, I see a lot of birds, and I see a lot of insects, and when I'm out and about, we, you look up and you see the beautiful trees, and really I don't know anything really about them. I don't know their names. Um, I don't know anything. And it's one of those things that you imagine when you have a kid, you'll start, you know, explaining what this tree and this leaf is, uh, is and, and from. And uh, I don't have that information. So I should really get it. Otherwise, Flurry's going to grow up and uh, detached from, um, from nature, perhaps. And that would be, I think, a tragedy. On the other hand, do you really need to know the names of something to to appreciate it? Um, you kind of become obsessed in uh, since the enlightenment of sort of defining everything, identifying everything, and understanding everything in a sort of analytical way, scientific way. But perhaps you can just look at it and marvel, and and that's enough. So I'm in the glass house now, and uh, I'm beginning to transplant the tomato plant seedlings into the, the raised bed that's inside the glasses. And, um, and I've encountered one of those problems that you, well, I often encounter in gardening, which is that I sowed a lot of seeds and I did label them in seed trays, but then I transplanted them, um, the ones that were doing well, into pots. And um, in a lot of cases, I didn't... Um, I didn't label the pots, so I don't really know what they are. But come up uh, is that I've planted two types for uh, Mazkotka and um, uh, what are they called? The Sun Golds. And I've just realised they're both uh, cherry tomatoes. Uh, I did think I had some San Marzano as well, which are like a little plum tomato, and uh, but I can't find any of them. So. Um, <laughs> So it may just be cherry tomatoes this year, unless until the unless the the garden's in, and I can get a few uh, a few plants in. But yeah, so it could be just cherry. 
Anyway, the, the lesson is um, always label everything in your, in your garden. It's, it's like being, um, you have to be a constant, it's, it's, gardening is essentially about administration, just trying to keep on track um, on top of everything, keep track of everything you're doing. Um, and when you forget to do things, then things like this happen. But I guess, does it really matter in the end? They'll grow up and I'll produce fruit and I'll see what they are once they, once they start um, appearing. I just transplanted a Mazkovka uh, seedling tomato plant there and um, I, I took it out of a pot and I, I, I made a hole that was slightly bigger than the pot size and, um, and I put it in and it was quite fragile and then I covered it with a bit of uh, organic compost to finish off. And I used to sort of firm them in um, to make sure it was solid. But I was watching Gardener's World and our friend Monty on Friday just passed. And he was he was transplanting seedlings into pots. And he took them out of a seed tray very gently. And you can see the, the, um, the roots really fragile roots and then he just places them in a little hole in in a pot and covers them and he doesn't tamp them down i can't quite remember what the plant was but maybe it doesn't matter for something like that and in the case where you're in a greenhouse there's no wind nothing's going to really be pushing on it and you're going to stake it up anyway maybe you shouldn't tamp it down because if you tamp it down stamp it down with your foot or whatever your hand you could damage the roots and that would be um, that would be worse than the gain that you get from supporting the roots and the plant by um, compacting the soil. I've just planted another Mazkotka tomato plant there. And uh, the interesting thing about tomato plants is you can, and you possibly should, plant them quite deep. So you don't uh you know you take the seedling out um for, of its pot or you take the whole the seedling and the soil out and um and then plant it in the ground and often when you're doing that with other plants you would make sure that the level is the same as it had been when it was in the pot but you can you tend to uh cover or you can cover the, the stem of a tomato plant right up to, you know, even beyond its first set of leaves. Um, and that's, uh, and the reason is that the roots will come out of the, of the covered uh, stem. Uh, and you can even do crazy things like you could, you could plant a tomato plant uh, horizontally and, uh, and cover cover the whole stem and maybe just protrude the the end of the the leaves and then the uh you will have uh, shoots that will come out uh, from the side of it and so you'll have this strange sort of structure where you'll have numerous uh, side shoots that appear to be different plants but in fact they're all from the same uh, rootstock as i'm in the glass house i might as well check out the rest of the plants that are in here. So um, I grew a lot of basil seedlings from seed in a seed tray and I transplanted them into fairly large pots. Well, not fairly large, about one liter pots a um, couple of, about two weeks ago maybe. And they're pretty decent size now, but I've noticed 
few days ago that they were kind of yellowing a bit um, and I looked it up and I think possibly I've been overwatering them um, so I'm going to leave them for a bit they're, they're still quite damp I'm not going to water them apparently you water them when the top two centimeters or so of the soil becomes dry and I definitely have been watering them more than that um, what else have we got so I I pricked out a few um, Tokyo hot chilies the other uh, just yesterday, and there there's uh, three of them, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they got on. I have two dahlia cuttings. Um, I did uh, three previous ones. Two of them uh, did well. One of them didn't. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. And uh, uh, Lena has uh, planted a few. Uh, sunflower seeds just from the packs you buy in the shop and uh, we planted 12, 12 of them so far three are up so it will be interesting to see how they go and speaking of those dahlias the one I um, took cuttings from about a week ago I'm going to put them into they're in like half litre pots I'd say at the moment I'm going to put them into uh, bigger pots probably, I don't know, two liter, is it two or three liter pots? So I've got a show and tell and I've got a Verona's Obsidian. Um, and I have mixed up mostly organic compost. Uh, I'm using Living Green, the brand, uh, put in a bit of grit and some uh, vermiculite. Uh, the grit and vermiculite should help the drainage of it. But to be honest, I don't really know what I'm doing with those mixes. I just, I don't know. Um, I really need to do some sort of course or something to work out what the, the mixes should be.